Alright everybody, welcome to the podcast, and before we even get started, I just wanted to thank everybody for making our last podcast the most viewed podcast of all time, the most viewed video of all time on our YouTube channel, 364 views I believe and counting, Uh, I'm sure it's already higher if you're checking it, Uh, lots of interest obviously in Giancarlo Stanton going to New York Yankees, by far our most successful video ever, um, not even close actually, uh, so I just wanted to thank everybody that was watching that on YouTube, um, and let's see what we can do, maybe this video will be even higher, and so on and so forth. Um, so, let's go ahead, let's get started. Um, one of the big things that happened after the last podcast was of course the MLS Cup, Uh, So it was a phenomenal game, especially if you're a Toronto FC fan like myself. Um, But I've got to admit, as the game was going on, uh, Fry was doing very well for the Seattle Sounders. Um, I was actually worried at that point uh, when I was tweeting live during the game. Uh, I was saying, like, this is looking like extra time and gulp a shootout might be necessary. Uh, that's what it was looking like until obviously the Toronto FC was able to turn it around Uh, and of course as I tweeted that right after I said of course I tweeted that last tweet and Jose Altidore makes me proud 1-0 Toronto FC they ended up winning uh, 2-0 and winning their first championship Uh, huge huge win for the Toronto FC Um, their very first MLS Cup uh, they're going into a tournament in February, which will be very interesting to see if they can be the first MLS team to pull it off. Um, so their, sh- their off-season is like weeks long. It's not even a month. Um, but they capped off literally, you know, if you look at the numbers, the best season in MLS history. Um, and that even goes to LA Galaxy teams. Uh, you know, so you think about the LA Galaxy, you think about, of course, when they brought in David Beckham, all that stuff, but this team is the best team in MLS history if you look at the record and the championship. So, such a great time to be a fan of Toronto sports. Uh, Obviously, the Leafs, I believe, are second still in their division. Uh, The Toronto Raptors are having a successful season so far. Uh, Obviously, the Argos not only won the Great Cup, but they're now Uh, owned by Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, which is a good thing for them. Um, So it's a great time to be a Toronto sports fan. Um, Unless, of course, as we mentioned in the last podcast, you happen to be a Toronto Blue Jays fan. It looks like the Yankees are going to be taking over, but uh, we talked enough about that in the last podcast. Um, Moving on to politics, on a lighter note of politics... Um, There was a New York Times article a few days ago that chronicled the life at the White House of Donald Trump, and it revealed that Donald Trump drinks roughly 12 12 cans of Diet Coke and watches as much as 8 hours of cable news per day. To give you an idea on how fucking crazy that is, this guy is employed as the President of the United States. I'm currently between jobs. And even I don't have enough time to watch eight hours of TV a day. Uh, and I certainly don't drink 12 cans of Diet Coke 
what I do drink, funny you should ask, water, lots and lots of water, um, to each their own, you know, uh, but that's obviously not a very healthy lifestyle, uh, just thinking about the 12 cans of Diet Coke is like, it, it's mind-blowing to me, um, <laughs> How crazy that is, and it, it, it's the sign of someone who doesn't give a fuck about their own well-being or their health or, you know, and obviously you look at Donald Trump, you can kind of tell that, physically, his appearance, but still, like, that's pretty crazy stuff, um, and it would explain, I would, I would suppose, uh, his dentures, because obviously his teeth have fallen out drinking that much Diet Coke, he's got his dentures in, uh, as we know, uh, that that famous speech that he gave about the United States as his dentures were starting to fall out. Um, and that's what I said, 12 cans of Diet Coke, no wonder his dentures slip out. Uh, so then, going back to Toronto sports, as I was saying, the Argos, the Toronto FC, I'm not getting greedy as a Toronto sports fan, but are the Leafs next? Who knows, you know, if you look at even outside of the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, fandom, which includes myself, uh, you'll, you'll hear like NHL experts talking about the fact that maybe this could be the year for the Leafs, maybe they're a year away, but they certainly seem to be going in the right direction. Um, a lot of people say, well, you know, their defense just isn't there. Uh, you know, in today's NHL, do you really need a defense? Do you really need even a goaltender? The offense seems to be what spurs everything, um, if you look at a lot of the teams that are successful right now. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, I also said, with Donald Trump as president, going back to politics, you sure don't hear the Republicans talking a lot about tort reform anymore, do you? So tort reform is, you know, unnecessary litigation, unnecessary lawsuits. Uh, and the Republicans before Donald Trump were very much in favor of changing the laws when it comes to uh you know, litigation like that and, uh, you know, too many lawsuits, frivolous lawsuits. Um, and Donald Trump becomes president and he's known for his lawsuits and all of a sudden you don't hear the Republicans talking about tort reform anymore. I just find that funny, um, and by funny I mean sad, because this is a Republican Party that continues to just lose itself, lose its character, lose what it once was, and it's not that what it once was was all that great, it's just that what the hell do they stand for anymore? They're not fiscally conservative. Uh, you know, they s claim to be religious, but we saw before yesterday, uh, you know, they were very happy with running a guy that was a pedophile, alleged pedophile, but let's be honest, he was banned from a mall, so that must have happened for a reason, right? Um, you know, You've got a president of the United States that's accused of sexual harassment or possibly even abuse with women. Um, you know, so do you still have that religious, uh, I don't even know what you would call it, but like, uh, it's not so much an advantage as much as just a belief that you are righteous, I guess is the right, is the right way to phrase it. Uh, you know, the righteous Republican Party because they're religious. Um, I, I don't see that, you know. 
uh, I, I see a party that stands by an alleged pedophile. I see a party that stands by an alleged sex abuser slash harasser. Um, well, the Democrats have forced out Al Franken and Conyers, which is what the Republicans were c complaining and bitching about, you know. Um, I would say that with Roy Moore and Donald Trump now, um, any Republican that talks about Bill Clinton um, and Monica Lewinsky, I think they can all shut the hell up at this point because they don't have that moral argument anymore uh, at all at all and again you know what do the re what does the republican party actually stand for anymore not even something as basic as tort reform which is what they were always about that's dead too um it seems like they can barely pass their tax reform which isn't even going to help people it's just going to help corporations and rich people that don't even need the help anyways um the Real House tweeted out, Ken, is it true, this is to Ken Rosenthal, by the way, is it true that all of the athletic subscription fees go straight to your bow tie addiction? And Ken Rosenthal responded and said, I cannot confirm or deny this. Uh, so Ken Rosenthal, if you know, you, you pr you're probably dying laughing right now. If you don't know, uh, I'm sorry, but sometimes in the podcast we'll have some inside jokes, but uh, Ken Rosenthal, unbelievably good. Uh, baseball reporter in my opinion he's my favorite uh, he, he's just so good at what he does um, and when he's on camera a lot of times you'll see that he has bow ties on uh, each representing usually a, a charity or a foundation so in addition to being a brilliant baseball mind uh, he's got a great heart as well and obviously a great sense of humor too uh, then I was poking fun at Rich Swan who was arrested uh, saying that I guess Rich Swan can't handle this. Rich Swan, a wrestler for 205 Live in the WWE. Uh, horrible timing for him because he was actually going to be getting a title shot. Uh, that's not happening now. And uh, his future very much in question at this point. Uh, then I was saying that Trump said in his rally for Roy Moore, which was a couple of days ago now, uh, go get him, Roy. And then I responded to that, you know, what is this, pedophile Pokemon? Like, <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. Uh, then there was this. I thought that this was hilarious. So this is in a washroom. Uh, I'm not sure where exactly. This is tweeted out by Gary French. Uh, he says, this is too funny. A sign in a church's uh, men's bathroom. Any facilities person will say amen to that. Aim for perfection and the God of love and peace will be with you, uh, Corinthians 13.11. Uh, so I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, then Ken Rosenthal uh, continuing to drop some knowledge bombs on everybody. On the 10th of December, he said the Cubs close, uh, close I should say, on Brandon Morrow, uh, as per Bruce Levine. Had mentioned last week they were considering him to close uh, considering him to close, I should say. Uh, so I flipped both of those words, spelled the same. Uh, likely will sign one other late-inning reliever as well. Uh, so that's very interesting, to say the least. The Cubs already a contender, in most people's minds, uh, continuing to add pieces to make themselves even stronger, especially after what the Yankees did. 
so then uh, that brings me to what was an unbelievable game between the Buffalo Bills and the Indy Colts. Uh, it was a winter wonderland full of fun, and I absolutely loved every second of it. Uh, you know, it reminded me of like back in the day, uh, Green Bay Packers uh, playoff games outside at Lambeau Field. Uh, but this was on another level because I've never seen this much snow in a game before. Uh, and to, to illustrate that point, uh, at Nick Pants tweeted out this image, which you can't really tell, which is kind of a shame on the screen, but you can check it out, twitter.com slash thejohndnewton. This is from December 10th, uh, and it is a hilarious image there. Uh, then going back to uh, Ken Rosenthal, Uh, Pete Abram tweeted out that Ken Rosenthal, breaking news, owns regular ties, as there was a clip of him on the Major League Baseball tonight wearing a tie instead of a bow tie, and Ken Rosenthal (laughs) responded saying, believe it. Uh, So Ken Rosenthal, very funny this time of year, very funny any time of year, really. Um, But then to a totally different uh, mindset, going away from sports just for a second, uh, just thinking in general, random brain dropping that I had. Uh, remember when you thought texts were dumb uh, because you'd have to press a button like three times just to get an S on those old school flip phones. Uh, but then, you know, you look at it nowadays, if somebody calls you, you think, why didn't they just text? So it's interesting how in a short period of time, things have changed. Uh, if you're like me, you were probably like that. You're like, man, this is so stupid. Why do I have to press like three times? This takes so long just to type out a word, let alone a sentence. Um, you know, you were thinking like texting, this isn't going to last. And nowadays, if somebody calls you, <laughs> you're saying, thinking to yourself, man, why didn't they just text me? Um, so it, it's interesting how things change over time. And it makes you wonder, like, what is the next thing going to be? A lot of people think, you know, emojis are going to take over. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what that. Uh, Steve Noah tweeted out uh, this gif of a Jaguars fan throwing drinks at a Seahawks player. And I was thinking when I was watching this that this would have been an awesome way for Fox to cut to break <laughs> with, the, with the Seahawks player storming at the fans. I thought that would have been a phenomenal way if Fox could somehow go to break on that. Uh, between all of the concussions, though, and shit like this, uh, the NFL is seemingly going to shit right now. There's just way too much garbage going on. Um, it makes it difficult to enjoy the game. Even that game that I was talking about earlier that featured uh, you know, the Buffalo Bills and the Indy Colts in that crazy winter wonderland uh, scenario with all of the snow, there were injuries in that game. Uh, you know, and you go back to another game with the Texans where the guy was literally having convulsions, the quarterback, after he got hit, and they put him back out on the field. Like, football is a sport that I've, I've grown up watching, but it's becoming harder and harder to watch with the knowledge of that we now have of CTE and concussions and just what you see on an almost a night, nightly basis, almost on a, a game-to-game basis, uh, it's, it's, it's hard because there doesn't really seem to be a solution. Um, but, you know, I, I'm sure it's a topic that we're going to get into a lot more in the future uh, on this podcast for sure. But 
kind of moving into something different, a really great quote uh, from Arthur C. Clarke going into that idea of the future. Um, when a distinguished but elderly scientist states that something is possible, they are almost certainly right. When they state that something is impossible, they are very probably wrong. Uh, so a very wise quote there uh, from Arthur C. Clarke. Uh, then Matthew from Botchamania has been digging up a lot of wrestling clips from Monday Night Raw in 1996. Uh, and I gotta admit, that's a time when I really was watching WCW Nitro instead. Uh, but this was an image here, gif, of Vader showing up to destroy Barry Horowitz, who's down on the ground there, and then folding PJ Polacco in half as he saw him go down. He just folded up. Uh, really crazy image there. And then Matthew also points out some hypocrisy in the WWF back then in 1996. They were saying that WCW is full of oldies, don't watch them. Uh, so they're obviously Hollywood Hogan, uh, Hulk the Huckster as they called him, and the Nacho Man, Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, but then if you look at what they had, they had Jake the Snake Roberts, they had the Ultimate Warrior on WWF, they had the Bushwhackers still. So to say that they're old you know, you've got to kind of watch your own product too. You've got to be careful with that. Uh, then there was this, uh, which I didn't even know. This is actually news to me. It might be news to you guys. And I consider myself to be like the, one of the biggest wrestling fans of all time. But I had no idea about this. Uh, Matthew uh, from Bachamania tweeted out that Razor Ramon said one of the reasons he left for WCW was gold dust. I had no idea that that was actually the case. And then yeah, Matthew says that he watched a promo where Goldust reminisces about all the times he shot his wad watching Roddy Piper, blows a big pipe, and promises to reward him if he's a good boy. Maybe Razor had a point. <laughs> uh, then there was this interesting gif of uh, Ahmed Johnson versus Shinobi. And you see Shinobi just totally missing there. And that was a botch if there ever was one. And another interesting one, and actually this goes back to what we were talking about with Razor Ramon not really liking Gold Dust. Uh, this was Razor Ramon with the rare fallaway slam outside of the ring for Gold Dust. And unfortunately that clip doesn't appear to want to cooperate, but you can definitely check it out. Twitter.com slash the John D. Newton. Uh, it'll be there December 11th. Really crazy. Uh, then there was this from Viz Comic. I'm not totally sure the context, but I just found it funny. It appears to be uh, some type of publication, but it says here, uh, this was an email from Liz Foster saying, if Max Clifford is so good at public relations, how come everyone thinks he's a cunt? <laughs> I have no idea. Who the hell Max Clifford is, who Liz Foster is, what this publication is, but the fact that it seems to be an actual publication that has this, within his image of this guy, <laughs> it's just funny to me. Um, so if you know what this is about, feel free, message uh, us on Twitter, uh, comment on the YouTube video, however you can get a hold of us, uh, fill me in on who this Max Clifford guy is. 
Um, it's funny to me, though, just that all of that was funny. Uh, so I had to share that on the podcast. Uh, then there was this. So another clip uh, from Matthew from Botchamania. Diesel versus Barry Horowitz does not disappoint. Did you see Diesel hit that big boot on Horowitz? Goes for the cover. Horowitz kicks out. So then Diesel just punches him in the face. <laughs> goes back to cover him and wins the match. Uh, so really crazy video there. Uh, then I posted a video on YouTube. If you're interested, you can definitely check it out on our YouTube channel. Um, of something that I'm pretty proud of, I'll be honest. Uh, I've actually, now that it's December, uh, middle of December, uh, I've actually been exercising now for three years straight. Um, so as I tweeted here, uh, three years now of conquering my inner bitch, uh, four to six times a week, uh, depending on the week, every week for three years now. Um, and it's done a lot for me. Physically, I feel a lot better. Um, than I did, you know, three years ago. Um, you know, I did work out before three years ago, but I didn't do it regularly. Uh, so th about three years ago is when I started to do it every single day, essentially, you know, four to six times in a week. Um, and it's been really good. Physically, I've never felt better, uh, and I have ever since I started three years ago. Um, but not just physically, um, you know, mentally as well. Um, I don't think there's enough that's said about that when it comes to exercise. People think about exercise and they think, oh man, you know, if I get started, I'm going to feel aches and pains. Absolutely you will. Everybody does. But once you get into it and you get into a routine, you don't, if you're doing it properly, you don't feel sore anymore. You don't feel pain. You actually feel really good. Um, and in addition to that, mentally, what it will do for you, as I tweeted here, is it helps it helps to release endorphins in your brain and other chemicals that help you deal with stress better. Um, it just helps your mind work better. Um, and overall, you just feel better physically, mentally. Um, you know, I, I can't say enough. So if you're interested, you want to see what that looks like, uh, you could definitely check it out on our YouTube channel. Um, but I, it's something that I'm definitely very proud of and I'm, I'm definitely planning to continue to do uh, because, you know, the results for me, uh, just in terms of like how I feel, couldn't be better. Um, now, in terms of physical appearance, you know, I'm not the most swole guy that you'll see, obviously. Um, but, you know, there is some musculature, you know. Um, and, you know, uh, to be honest, am I exercising to look like a bodybuilder? No. Uh, I'm exercising really for functional strength. So, you know, I'll do different exercises throughout the week. Um, this was just a piece of what I do, uh, muscle building cardio. So, you know, I'll do uh, renegade rows, I'll do mountain climbers, I'll do burpees, I'll do clean and press, and that will be, you know, one out of four different sets that I'll do um, of that. And, you know, it, it, there's so much benefit to it. So if you're somebody that is sitting at home and you know you're not quite sure if you want to exercise or not you know if you hear it from one other person maybe I'm that guy I highly recommend that you do it because you, you there's there's nothing to lose by doing it you'll only feel better as long as you stick with it 
um, you know, and, and how long do you want to go for it and try it? I would say if you can do it for 60 days, you'll probably keep doing it. So, you know, have that in your head. You know, if, if you do it for 60 days, three years is going to go by very quickly and you'll never stop doing it. But, you know, especially with the New Year's coming up, everybody's got New Year's resolutions. Maybe yours is to start exercising. That's great. But a lot of people have that resolution and then they fall back on it because they don't put in the work be thinking before you go into it, I'm gonna do this for 60 days. And if you can do it for 60 days, you're not gonna stop, I guarantee it, because it's just a mental thing. Once you do something for 60 days, it becomes a habit, and that's what you want. You want a good habit like that. Uh, so then, going back into wrestling, uh, Matthew from Botchamania tweeted out, uh, in 1996, WWF said, imagine if the old Hollywood Hogan uh, and Macho Man Randy Savage were on a WrestleMania poster again, but specifically Hulk Hogan. Um, and then again, in 2002, Hulk Hogan was on a WrestleMania poster again. Uh, then there was this. Uh, this was pretty interesting. Also from Matthew from Botchamania. Uh, this was Bradshaw back when he was Justin Hawk Bradshaw. So JBL uh, back as Justin Hawk Bradshaw and he wasn't taking any of The Undertaker's shit, so The Undertaker got up and he got ran over again by Justin Bradshaw. So very interesting image there. Speaking of interesting images, I just thought that this was a really cute picture, and it doesn't really show that great on the screen, unfortunately, uh, but it's two retrievers, one of them hugging the other one, um, and I just thought you know, it was a great image. Uh, as, as Earthpix tweeted out, true love, I think so. I think that that was a really cool picture. Um, Billionaire Mindset tweeted out, risk is better than regretting. Uh, I would agree. I think that that's a really good uh, tweet. And then there was this. So uh, a wrestler named Leif, or Lef Cassidy, I'm not totally sure if that's how you pronounce it or not, uh, decided to powerbomb HBK, Shawn Michaels, on his face. Uh, so here we go. It's going to set him up he's got him up for the power bomb <laughs> that just went wrong um so pretty crazy clip there uh then there was another one here in 1996 uh believe it or not yoshihiro tajiri which i didn't know was competing here for the wwf uh going up against uh one of the godwins uh and he nailed a moonsault against one of the godwins uh, but this clip does not appear to want to work, so you can check it out, twitter.com slash thejohndnewton, and it is also from December 11th. Um, then moving on to yesterday, so we're getting closer to today, um, lots of days since our last podcast, um, Tom Chesire, I believe that's how you pronounce it, tweeted out that Apple confirmed acquisition of Shazam. And I actually really like that because I'm an Apple iTunes user. I'm one of the few people that actually does use iTunes and buys music. I know I'm a fool, whatever. Um, but I like that idea because I like the idea of Shazam linking up with iTunes. Um, but <laughs> I, had, I couldn't help myself, I had to make this joke. With the new Apple Shazam app, you can find out just how many songs aren't available for sale 
in the iTunes store. <laughs> because if you do use the iTunes store, you have to be aware of the fact that a lot of the songs that you look for, they're not even there. Or you have to buy the album to get the one song. Um, I, I couldn't help myself. Uh, then there was this. So, again, Matthew from Botchamania just digging up some, some nuggets here, really, from WWF 1996. Uh, Diana Hart-Smith, who was the British Bulldog's uh, wife, uh, accused HBK of trying to seduce her, but he laughs it off and no one believes her. Well, this has aged well. <laughs> Especially in today's uh, day and age, I thought that was hilarious. Um, then there was this, and this goes to what Razor Ramon was saying, or Scott Hall was saying about Goldust. This is probably one of the creepiest things I've seen. Uh, Matthew from Botchamania says, I'm glad I had no way of watching Raw in 1996. If my parents had caught me watching Goldust dry humping a knocked out Undertaker, I'd have been sent straight to military school. Um, and yeah, I'd have to agree, like, that is probably one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. Um, but we'll move on. Uh, so Jason Aaron tweeted out, Dear friends and loved ones in Alabama, please do the right thing when you go to the polls tomorrow. Roy Moore perfectly and luridly encapsulates so much of the most shameful parts of our state's history. Voices like his belong in Alabama's distant past, not its future. Uh, so obviously... Uh, the Alabama Senate election was yesterday, and we will get into that. Uh, Uberfax tweeted out, according to a poll, Uberfax tweeted out, according to a poll, 70% of American voters say that this year's presidential campaign has brought out the worst in people. Uh, so I responded to that saying, last year's, you mean? The campaign was in 2016, hashtag what the fuck. Uh, then there was a clip, I don't really want to play it, uh, just because for the sake of time, uh, we've already actually gone into 30 minutes already on this podcast, so if you're interested you can check it out, it's uh, tweeted out by NBC Politics, uh, but Sarah Huckabee Sanders was addressing the allegations of sexual conduct against President Trump, and her defense of that was the American people knew this at the time and voted for him anyway. My response to that is, wow, like, warts and all. This might be the worst defense of a president ever the American people knew. That's more of an indictment against the American people that voted for him than it is a defense of a president. Hashtag resign. Uh, Then CBC News tweeted out a really interesting story of a retired TTC bus that's going to be retrofitted with a mobile shower unit for the homeless. Uh, so, pretty interesting story there. Uh, and then baseball card vandals, they typically take baseball cards and change what... Well, you'll see. Uh, it's not really a better way to, to phrase it. So it says, Alabama, we're kindly asking that you don't elect a racist pedophile to the U.S. Senate, please. And if this image will show... There we go. So it says... Uh, fuck Roy Moore.
vote for Doug Jones. <laughs> uh, so, again, this was a tweet I tweeted out, but it was before the election results. So I said, if you vote for Roy Moore today for the Alabama Senate, what will you tell your kids besides here, put on your chastity belts? <laughs> Uh, give us a reason to believe in America again, or destroy any and all faith in it. Who knew Alabama would have an opportunity like this in history and U.S. politics? And we'll get into the results very soon. Uh, then Andrew Rich tweeted out a really interesting image here of uh, Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho right behind him. And he's just res the, the tweet says, Looper 2012, directed by Ryan Johnson. Uh, very, very funny tweet. Uh, then Yahoo uh, had an article saying that Maxim Bernier wants to end net neutrality in Canada. And my response to that is that this shell needs to be voted out. We don't need this in Canada at all. Uh, you know, if the U.S. wants to have the debate, fine. Uh, but I, I would hope that Canada and Canadians are past this. Um, it's very clearly a play by companies like Rogers and Bell to try to charge you more for your internet. And I'll be honest, I've got the highest package that Rogers has to offer right now, and as you can tell by how long it takes some stuff to load, it's not that great, as it is. Um, then we found out uh, that there are a lot of people on the NFL network that are accused of sexual harassment and sexual abuse. Unfortunately, one of them is Marshall Falk, uh, somebody that I had a lot of respect for before I heard that news. Now, obviously, that respect, gone. Um, you know, again, it seems like every podcast we're talking about somebody else that you can add to that list of creepy fucks. Now you can add Marshall Falk to that and you know disappointment uh, for sure but respect totally gone uh, Neera Tandon tweeted Dear Alabama if Roy Moore can't bother to campaign the weekend before the vote why do you think he's going to bother to do the job as senator if elected uh, so we'll talk about that uh, David Atkins tweeted, Dear Alabama, you don't have to vote for Doug Jones, but for the love of all that is decent, that doesn't mean you have to vote for Roy Moore. So a lot of thoughts going into that election. Uh, but going back into concussions, because it's not just the NFL. We mentioned uh, the Texans letting Savage go back out after we, he was literally convulsing after a hit. Um, but what's also disturbing was what happened with Austin Matthews. Um, Austin Matthews appears to have a concussion after a hit, unintentional hit, where he collided into his own teammate. Um, and Mike Babcock did an interview with the press where he says it's an upper body whatever, and he was very dismissive of it. and. The reason why I took issue with that is because Mike Babcock has a history of downplaying concussion injuries. He did it as recently as February of 2016, where he was saying, 
why do we even put players into a dark room for the concussion protocol? Well, because it is the concussion protocol. And, you know, I've got respect for Mike Babcock in, some, in terms of his uh, accomplishments as a coach um, and the respect that he has from his peers and his players. But I don't respect somebody who doesn't respect one of his own players or any player or any person's body. Uh, the risk of injury, uh, an injury as severe as a concussion, you know, we're not talking about the early 2000s when people didn't know as much as they do now about concussions. We're talking about as recently as a few days ago, upper body whatever, and as recently as February of 2016 where we hear these really ignorant uh, comments from Mike Babcock. And in that respect, uh, as, much res as much respect as I have or had from Mike Babcock, I've lost a little bit of that with those statements. Um, as, but, uh, as a coach, yes, but as a person, definitely. Uh, I, I am stunned at that level of ignorance at, uh, in the year 2017, especially when you're talking about your literally your best player, but even if it was your worst player um, on your team, like the ignorance is, is unbelievable. Um, and again, you know, speaking of injuries, especially in the NFL, uh, I actually feel really bad for the Eagles fans. Obviously, I, I feel bad for Wentz as well. But with that injury, I think that pretty much ends uh, the Eagles' chances this year. Uh, then, of course, the Buffalo Bills game, uh, their running back, I've got a new nickname for him. I would say call him Mr. Plow as he was plowing through the snow. That image doesn't really come up. A lot of images not really showing up, uh, maybe a little bit too bright on the screen. Uh, but you can check it out, twitter.com slash thejohndnewton uh, from yesterday, December 12th. Uh, then I don't know about you guys, but if you use Instagram, like I use Instagram, uh, Instagram.com slash the John D. Newton cheap plug. Um, there's a new section that keeps popping up. I believe it's with the new update that says recommended for you. And I think that section just is not cool in any way. Uh, it's sometimes hard enough to scroll through all of the images as it is, the people that you do actually follow. But now you have to scroll through like three random images of people that you don't follow and probably never will. Um, like anybody actually has the time to scroll through more shit, you know? Um, Instagram, I don't think understands that there's other social media platforms out there. You know, you're, you're looking at Facebook, you're looking at Twitter, you're looking at, uh, yes, Snapchat. Um, and, you know, I'll be honest, like, I have used Snapchat, but I quickly stopped using Snapchat because it's just, I don't know, I don't, I don't really like it. I, I prefer uh, Twitter above any other social media, obviously, um, maybe with, with the exception of YouTube, uh, because obviously we're, we're pretty big on YouTube. Um, but, you know, Facebook I like, Instagram I like, but Snapchat, eh. But again, you know, Instagram does stuff like this, and I might fall off of that bandwagon too. 
then there was this. So, so much snow in Buffalo that people in the crowd, the fans were actually building snowmen on some of the empty seats. Uh, so winter is here, uh, is what I tweeted there. Uh, then there was this video from ballislife.com. A player named Mo Bamba, uh, can, people were wondering, you know, can this kid actually touch the top of the backboard? Now watch that wingspan. His arm actually goes up almost to the top of the backboard. Um, his wingspan is unbelievable. And I just tweeted out that the Toronto Raptors need to really be looking at drafting this kid because that wingspan is insane. I don't think I've ever seen a player current or in the past, professional or college, have that type of move where their arm was literally going up that high. Um, very hard, hard to defend that. Uh, then I was tweeting out, is there any worse feeling in Toronto or really anywhere in Canada right now uh, than going out to get groceries and then forgetting something and then having to go back out in the snow and the cold and the wind to get what you forgot. That happened to me the other day. I'm sure it's happened to you. It sucks, it really does. Um, it's one thing, you know, if you forget something in the grocery store and it's the summertime or it's the spring or it's the fall and it's nice outside, but when you have to go out in the winter to get something again, you know, if you don't have a car like me, I don't have a car, uh, if you live in Toronto, you probably don't have a car. You walk or you take the subway or you Uber. Um, the cold can kill you, man. Like, it, 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 is, it is torture. Um, and it's only December, so it's only going to get worse. That's the scary thing. Um, then I tweeted about Monday Night Raw. I know Raw is three hours long, but is enough is enough with absolution. Like they've just pushed this group on for so much time on the show raw that I don't think anybody really cares about that group anymore. Uh, same thing with Woken Matt Hardy. It's only been two weeks of Woken Matt Hardy and I think they've already overplayed it. Uh, the clip, the back and forth between Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy was going on way too long the second week. And you know, if they're not careful, I think that they might ruin what could have been a really good thing. Uh, then I tweeted out, what's worse, America, a president who resigns because he tries to get women to suck his dick, or a president who resigns because he's sucking Putin's dick? The answer might be C, all of the above. Uh, and then the Yankees did another interesting move, uh, going to baseball, <laughs> nice segue, um, no segue. Um, the Yankees acquired Jabari Blash, uh, for Chase Headley and Brian Mitchell. Uh, so basically, the Padres bought a prospect by taking on the contract of Chase Headley. The Yankees free up uh, money by losing Chase Headley. Uh, so the Yankees obviously going to be aggressive this offseason. Uh, then I tweeted out, pro tip, if you're shoveling or plowing leaves a sheet of ice instead of snow on the sidewalk, then don't fucking bother. Uh, we're better off with snow. Hashtag assholes. Hashtag salt. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, then I tweeted out with The Last Jedi coming out on Thursday, and I'm hoping to go see it on Thursday. I just don't know if it'll be the 7 or 10 o'clock showing uh, at Cineplex. Um, if it's sold out, obviously I'll be going on Friday. Lots more showings on Friday when it's officially out. Uh, but I'm hoping to see it on Thursday um, if it's not sold out. Uh, but with The Last Jedi coming out, lots of excitement, myself included. Uh, but a lot of people are asking me for my favorite Star Wars moment. Uh, and I said it's got to be that harmonica solo in The Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Uh, then, Business Insider tweeted out that robots are being used to deter homeless people from setting up camp in San Francisco. Uh, and Aaron Broadwin tweeted exactly what my thoughts were when I, I read about this. Uh, it's shameful that an organization that finds homes for homeless animals is treating homeless people like less than humans. That's right, the robots that they're using to deter homeless people has ads on it for an organization that finds homes for homeless animals. Uh, you, you, you can't make that stuff up. It's so cruel and uh, just sickening, really. A really bad use of technology. Uh, then Steve Kopchak, uh, Co Kopak, sorry, uh, tweeted out an image, a gif actually, of Roy Moore arriving to vote yesterday and you can't make this shit up arriving to vote on horseback like how fucking crazy is this motherfucker you know it's not enough that he's still running as an alleged pedophile he can't resign he has to show up to vote on horseback um and i'll be honest as my tweet says, at first I thought that this was actually a joke, like I was laughing, uh, but then I stopped laughing when I realized that this was real. What the fuck is going on? Uh, so then Donald Trump tweeted out, the people of Alabama will do the right thing. Doug Jones is pro-abortion, weak on crime, military and illegal immigration, bad for gun owners and veterans and against the wall. Jones is a Pelosi-Schumer puppet Roy Moore will always vote with us, vote for Roy Moore. And I said, yeah, vote for the pedophile. The country's already going to shit. Uh, Judge Roy Moore tweeted out, we're Alabamians, we're conservative, and we're not going to stand by and let other people from out of state and money from California control this election. And I responded to that saying, yes, we'd much rather support a pedophile. Hip, hip, hooray, boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's select a pedophile boys. Uh, so if you're a NASCAR fan, you'll love that reference. Uh, Donald Trump's feed tomorrow if Roy Moore loses. Uh, and this is almost what he said. Uh, I was just making this up as a joke. I said, well, what did you expect? He was a pedophile. I never supported him. Hashtag fake news. Hashtag sad. He more or less said the same thing. Uh, but we'll get into that. Uh, then, just randomly, I said, how to spot a conspiracy. Open your eyes, look out the door, there you go. Uh, then Ken Rosenthal tweeted out, the St. Louis Cardinals have spoken with the Blue Jays about Josh Donaldson at meetings. Sources tell The Athletic, 
No indication that a deal is close, though. To this point, the Blue Jays seemingly bullish about keeping Donaldson and looking to add. Uh, the GM, Ross Atkins, mentioned Jay Bruce and Cargo, and actually there's two Cargos in play, uh, as possible fits to reporters today. And my response to that is Atkins is an absolute fool if he believes that he can compete with the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Angels. Not going to happen. I think the Blue Jays need to forget about their attendance and do what's right for the team and rebuild. Uh, neither Bruce and or Cargo, either one of them, uh, makes this team good enough for even a wild card, in my opinion. Uh, and then SmackDown yesterday, uh, the Yes movement was featured uh, with uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and of course Daniel Bryan. And WWE Creative Humor tweeted out uh, a good tweet. They said, the Yes movement wasn't about Daniel Bryan, it was about the fans rejecting WWE's WrestleMania booking. And that was exactly right. Uh, the Blue Jays met with CC Sabathia and again my thoughts on Ross Atkins doing that is what the fuck are you doing hashtag rebuild uh, and my thoughts at the end of Smackdown were basically damn Smackdown should have ended with Orton hitting an RKO on Daniel Bryan now obviously that's not gonna happen with his concussion history but I thought it would have been interesting um, then I tweeted a lot of jokes about the Alabama election. Uh, I, I tweeted about the fact that CNN's coverage of it I thought was hilarious because uh, they started off by saying it's too close to call, then they showed uh, Doug Jones being ahead, then they showed f for a long period of time, almost an hour, Roy Moore being ahead by a significant margin, and then all of a sudden at the end, Doug Jones won by 10,000 or so votes, at least when they gave that initial projection. So, you know, I, I tweeted a lot of jokes about it. I chose actually to delete all of those tweets because when I found out what the final result was, that became the story to me. That became what I wanted to have this podcast about. Uh, so my biggest response to it was, I'll be damned, Alabama did the right thing. Uh, and then I was asking Donald Trump his thoughts. Uh, then, I can't play this because it will get us kicked off of YouTube, but you can find the clip on twitter.com slash thejohndnewton, uh, and you will die laughing like I did. But apparently after Doug Jones gave his victory speech in Alabama, they played him out to teach me how to Dougie. <laughs> uh, you can't make that up. So he, he, he walked off the stage to teach me how to Dougie, and I tweeted out, all the bitches love Dougie, uh, hashtag Alabama Senate election. Um, and actually, all the bitches did love Dougie. Uh, Doug Jones got 98% of the African-American women vote in Alabama. Uh, so that's basically how he ended up winning. Uh, Billionaire Mindset tweeted out, Fear kills more dreams than failure ever will. Uh, that, that, that was a great tweet. Uh, and going back to what I was saying before about uh, this winter, uh, if you thought this was cold right now, 
try minus 58 point three degrees Celsius back in 1935 in Iroquois Falls Ontario hashtag Canadian winter survival tips that's pretty crazy back then uh, then Manny Machado's name has been brought up uh, apparently the Orioles are actually looking to trade him right now they're not gonna wait um, and I was saying I'll tell you somewhere I don't think Manny Machado is going and that would be the Boston Red Sox and if I could play for you the reason why I would love to do that right now what do you think coward stuff I mean that's that stuff that you don't do but I mean I'm not on that side I'm not on that organization they're still thinking about that same slide that I did that was no that was no intention on hurting anybody and you know, I'm still paying. I'm still trying to get hit at. Get thrown out at my head. Get thrown out everywhere. I've lost my respect for the organization, for that coaching staff, for everyone over there. I saw you sort of jawing a little bench after that fact. I mean, the conversation. I mean, if you're going to hit me, hit me. Go ahead. Fuck hit me. No, don't let the keep lingering around and, you know, keep trying to hit people. I mean, it's I hope you should do something about hit pitchers out there with balls in their hands, throwing 100 miles per hour, trying to hit people. I got bad too. I could go up there and, and, and crush somebody if I wanted to. But you know what? I, I'll get suspended for the year, and the pitchers only get suspended for two games. That's 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 not that's not cool. So there you go. Um, I really don't think Manny Machado is going to the Boston Red Sox. Um, but what's interesting, I didn't even think about this. Uh, Manny Machado is currently a third baseman for the Baltimore Orioles. His agent, I believe, this is the reason for this, is pushing for him to be a shortstop. Now, what's interesting is he's also the agent for Josh Donaldson. So I think the reason why he's doing this and, and encouraging Machado to play shortstop is so that it opens up more possibilities for Josh Donaldson, uh, more teams that would be interested potentially a situation where you could have Machado and Donaldson playing on the same team, possibly the Yankees. Um, you know, we'll see. Uh, but it looks really interesting right now, uh, especially if you're a Yankees fan, uh, because it really does look like they're going to be able to build that team that we were talking about on the last podcast. Uh, but going to the Jays, and again, I don't know why the hell they're doing this, uh, but John Heyman tweeted out that the Jays are looking at Carlos Gomez as well as Carlos Gonzalez. So those are the two cargos, if you will, that they're looking at. They're apparently also in the hunt along with the Red Sox and the Yankees as a couple of the teams in play for Eduardo Nunez. And I was saying that everybody wants that Swiss Army knife in their infield. And we will end with, I was saying, if the Blue Jays sign Carlos Gomez and Carlos Gonzalez, there must be a cargo pants giveaway in September during a weekend game. Uh, So as always, thanks for watching and listening to the podcast. We will see you guys on the next episode.